Hey, FarmExec Podcast listeners. Welcome to Episode 25 of the FarmExec Podcast. This is Michelle Miscali, Senior Editor of FarmExec Magazine. Hey, guys. It's Kristen Harm, Associate Editor of FarmExec Magazine. FarmExec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the feed week. Kristen, what are we talking about on today's episode? Today we're talking with David Shao, CEO of Yixin Biopharma, about the life sciences industry in China, what its trends are, and what the future looks like for global pharma and biotech industry in China. I met David last month at J.P. Morgan, as you'll hear in the interview, and he has some really good insights on both this topic and as well from a CEO and former CFO position. So before we play David's interview, we have a little bit of an update. Um, Michelle, would you like to share? So I want to tell our listeners that I'm actually going to be leaving pharmaceutical executives uh, to pursue a new professional opportunity, but it has been a pleasure working with pharmaceutical executives and also especially working on the PharmExec podcast. And with you, Kristen, it's been wonderful. Um, It's truly been a journey. (laughs) And um, I'm really going to miss talking with our guests and setting up the interviews and really getting to know them on another level. We're really sad to see you go, Michelle, but we're we're pretty excited for you. And, you know, we wish you the best of luck in the future. And to our listeners, Michelle's been a really huge advocate for the podcast, and she really spearheaded getting it off the ground. She works incredibly hard to ensure that we have relevant and interesting guests to share with you all. So thanks, Michelle. We re- I really appreciate it. Oh, I love thank you, Kristen. <laughs> You're going to be missed. However, <laughs> we do have a silver lining. Um, the podcasts are pre-recorded, so you'll still get your Michelle fix for the next couple of episodes. So we're pretty grateful that she's able <laughs> to do that for us. <laughs> thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Let's play an ad, and then we'll get to <laughs> David's interview. Keeping up with our podcast episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, among other apps. But did you know we also have a pretty cool social media presence? Our social media expert, Lisa Higgins, keeps our readers and listeners up to date on latest articles, podcast episodes, and industry trends. We'd love to interact with you and hear what you have to say about our podcast, article content, and magazine through our Twitter at FarmExec, our YouTube channel at FarmExec, and our Instagram at FarmExecutive. And then, of course, you can always find us at farmexec.com. Greetings, podcasters. Today we'd like to welcome guest David Shao, CEO of Eshin Biopharma. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. David and I met at J.P. Morgan in January, and I thought our listeners would really enjoy hearing from him. Because not only does he have an interesting professional background, but he also has some excellent insight on China, which was the focus of FarmExec's February issue. So, David, briefly tell our readers a bit about yourself and what you're currently doing. Okay. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me here. Uh, my name is David Shao. Currently, I'm the president and the CEO of Yishun Biopharma. 
Yishun Biopharmer uh, is a China-based biotech company. We also have a global operation in number of countries at the moment. Uh, before I working at Yishun Biopharmer, uh, I had my PhD and MBA education in the United States. I started my career as a research scientist at Roche Pharmaceutical U.S., uh, basically focusing on the new drug research and development. Then I moved to Wall Street in New York City, focusing on equity investment in U.S. and European biotech companies. Later on, I decided to switch to company side and join Asian Biopharma. Uh, right now, uh, I'm the company president and CEO. Uh, so far, I have been in this industry for over 20 years. Uh, Yishun Biopharma is a company focused on developing new biological products in the area of oncology and the viral-related disease area. Thank you. So PharmaSec's February issue was focused on the state of the life sciences industry in China, and there were some varied opinions. So how would you describe it? Well, uh, personally, I believe uh, it is golden age for the biotech industry, biotech innovation in China. Uh, there are at least three positive developments at macro level in China in terms of our industry. Uh, first, um, probably you are aware of that, China is already the second largest farm marketplace for pharmaceutical product. It's offering great opportunities for both multinational, global pharma companies, as well as local Chinese companies. It's very likely that China will become the number one market for drug pharmaceutical product in seven to ten years. So there's a great business opportunity there. Uh, secondly, uh, China's FDA right now is called NMPA has been going through significant reform in the new drug evaluation, new drug approval process. Just give you an example. About four months ago, the China FDA approved 48 new drugs without any Chinese patient data. And this is unprecedented in Chinese history. It will significantly benefit Chinese patient, also significant benefit the drug companies around the world. Thirdly, uh, there's another example in China micro level. About two years ago, China became the member of ICH, basically standing for International Council for Harmonization. This will dramatically improve the clinical operation and the clinical data quality in China, and making China become a powerhouse for ph pharmaceutical clinical research and the development. We all know that uh, clinical research and development is a very key in component in drug innovation. So we think uh, China really provides great support for our industry going forward. What about the financial outlook? Um, in recent years, there has been a lot of Chinese money invested in both Chinese and American biotech and pharma companies. And I know at China Showcase Conference last month uh, in San Francisco, there was some talk that the flow of that money might slow down a little. What do you think about that? Well, uh, once in a while, there could be some uh, uh, disturbance, you know. But uh, quite frankly, I'm 
quite optimistic about the global trend of our industry, both innovation and investment in our industry. It's really at a global level. Uh, I'm a strongly believer that uh, farmer innovation is a global effort. Uh, no matter uh, what we do, what we are doing in the U.S. or in China will ultimately benefit the people around the world. Uh, just give you an example. In the U.S., probably it's very difficult to recruit sufficient patient for rare disease area for orphan drug destination. However, in China, we are able to recruit such patient very quickly and speed up the drug development speed significantly. We think uh, overall uh, it's going to be a great thing to see how China evolved. I'm quite optimistic about the global trend of our industry going forward. So how have you seen the pharma industry change over the last decade in China specifically? Yeah, over the last 10 years, I think China pharma industry has gone through a significant change. Initially, they are pretty much uh, focusing on generic drug development. Later on, working on biosimilars. Right now, they are really entering bioinnovation stage. Uh, the involvement um, is also very quick. It's mainly driven by economic change in China, uh, some regulatory change uh, by the China FDA, and more and more VC and PE money are flowing into China market. They are waiting to take additional risk and betting on innovations or breakthroughs for new technology and new pipeline product. We think uh, this trend will continue. We talked a lot um, about different things at J.P. Morgan when we met, and one of the things that you brought up was the recent trend that people who left China to pursue education or jobs in the U.S. are either going back on their own and starting companies in China or are being recruited to go back and run companies. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Uh, indeed. Actually, uh, the flow of talents uh, is really a good thing for our industry. Uh, as I mentioned that, you know, our industry is global. Uh, the business opportunity is also global. Uh, we think the talent flow also becoming global. Uh, right now, pretty much all companies, including Chinese companies, are trying to recruit the best talent from around the from every corner of around the world. Uh, we think uh, this is a good thing. Uh, this uh, this is a good development for the, our industry. Another thing that you talked about, or that we talked about, when we were at J.P. Morgan, was that your company opened their facility in the U.S. ten years ago, which was well before it was considered a trend for Chinese companies really to come to the U.S. That was very forward thinking. Tell me a little bit about why the company made that decision then. Okay, as we all know that uh, the U.S. Uh, is a powerhouse for basic research and product innovation in our life science industry. Uh, there's a significant talent pool over here in the U.S. Back uh, 10 years ago, uh, you know, it was uh, quite difficult to offer similar research environment in China uh, to attract uh, scientists to conduct their research in China lab. That's why we decided uh, instead of inviting scientists uh, back to China or going work in China, why didn't we set up a um, research facility in, in, China, uh, in the U.S. 
and conduct their research. That's how we come out with this idea. So we started our research center in the U.S., and uh, it's doing well, and we are quite happy with this idea. Let's talk a little bit about you for a minute. You have an interesting background, and, you know, having worked in both pharma and the financial sector, how did that help you as CFO and now CEO? Um, this is an interesting question. You know, when I was at a student, I was dreaming to become a scientist uh, one day. Uh, my working experience at Roche uh, USA is really eye-opening experience. Uh, my experience at Roche gave me a critical training and a preparation of understanding how a global pharma company is really operating its multidiscipline functions uh, between different countries, among different time zones. I learned a lot uh, from my work at Roche. Then we also have a chance to experience how to move an uh, innovation idea into a research project, then become a pipeline product. Uh, I had a great experience at Roche. Uh, later on, when I moved to Wall Street in New York City, I had a chance to interact with senior management of many well-respected public-listed companies and watch them and watch how their business strategy, uh, product innovation, clinical development, and capital fundraising got executed in a way that I'm also going through the ups and downs of this company development and also going through the ups and downs of the capital market. So such a combination of experience greatly helped me to better understand our industry and help me to run the daily operation of a biotech company. So I benefit a lot from my previous experience at both at Roche and as a financial investor on Wall Street. What do you think the biggest challenge is right now for CEOs in the biopharma field? I think uh, for CEO in our industry, uh, the challenges are really coming from all different angles. Uh, technology innovation, that's one. Clinical operation is also a very challenging one. Another one is the talent recruitment. Also, we also have to manage well with the financial and the investor community. i just give you an example. Uh, for example, in immuno-oncology space, the fast-moving landscape of immuno-oncology after the PD-1 checkpoint inhibitor got approved. Many companies are trying different approach in the combination with their portfolio product with PD-1 checkpoint inhibitors. It will take time to demonstrate which project, which project, which approach will be successful. So under this kind of scenario, as a CEO of the company, you have to make the best decision you could to drive the process going forward. That's what I feel quite challenging. Also, I'm so glad, uh, I'm so grateful to have a chance working with the best talent and ind individuals in our industry. I really enjoy such experience very much. So as we wrap up the podcast, I'm going to ask you, David, my favorite question, which sometimes guests don't like. But um, if you had a crystal ball and you could look into the future five or ten years from now, what will China's position in the global pharma and biotech industry be? Uh, thank you for asking this question. I'm quite 
optimistic about the future of the farm industry and the biotech industry in China. China uh, used to be a passive acceptor for new drugs uh, got approved by other countries and brought into the marketplace. Uh, right now, China is really an integral part of the whole industry. I think from now on, China will become an important contributor to the global pharma or biotech innovation. We believe China will make significant impact in the following area. The first area I would expect is more discovery and innovation coming from China side, uh, basically driven by pro-industry policymakers, the talent flow, and capital investment. Secondly, we expect more clinical data while flying out from China. Such clinical discovery will greatly accelerate the drug development for both global farmers and the local China biotech companies. This very important part as well because China is the most populated country. It offering all kinds of disease patient population. It can drive the clinical development quickly to get the data quickly. It's very critical in our industry. The lastly, we think China will become the largest market for drug product in seven to 10 years. With the expansion of China medical insurance system, more and more product will be covered by the insurance policy. China may not be offering the highest price for the pharmaceutical product. However, given the sheer volume of the product to be consumed in China, we believe our industry players will enjoy the economic growth of China and enjoy the expansion of the pharmaceutical market in China. David, we want to thank you for taking the time out today to share your story and insights with our listeners. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And now it's time for this week's leadership tip from Pharma Execs. Hi, uh, this is David Shao, the president and the CEO of Yishun Bio Pharma. Uh, my personal advice uh, from a background of a pharma industry would be that uh, in order to be successful in your personal career, uh, I would suggest to be an open-minded person, uh, not ignore your daily uh, job duty, uh, do your daily job uh, perfectly, and be ready to open new opportunities and uh, try to be a um, good listener, be a good uh, team player. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec Podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the FarmExec staff is working on. Remember that you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, or on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of FarmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director lisa.henderson at ubm.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at todd.baker at ubm.com. <laughs>